If you're ready to confront your destiny, if this is the moment that you've been praying for, tune in and listen to your cosmic cheerleader, Commander Lady Athena, for cosmic pep talks, for closet Christ. The show is the voice of the Ashtar Command. The call is for you to step forward into your greatness. Be listening on Wednesday. We have an appointment with destiny. Greetings in the love of the Supreme Creator. I'm Commander Lady Athena, and you're listening to the voice of the Ashtar Command. Cosmic Pep Talks for Closet Christs. Our seminar topic is Honoring Our Life Cycles and Seasons. So, if you're ready, let's take a deep breath together. And attune to the divine presence that hovers just above your head in most people. And breathe that down into your very tippy toes. Very good. Let's do that again. Consciously connect to your divine self. In most people that hovers in a whole about six to eight inches above the head. It's a field of divine light, love, sound, and presence. Let's take a deep breath. And feel that beautiful golden white light fill your head and course down the nervous system of your body and through all of your cells right down into your feet and just see every cell in your body come alive with divine luminosity. Now focus in the center of your head and close your eyes and look with your spirit eyes at your physical vehicle. That vehicle that is the very home of the Divine Presence. It is the dwelling place of the Most High. In your mind's eye, visualize yourself standing in front of yourself and do a visual scan You'll have to mock it up. You'll have to mock up your image. Make it up. That's it. And practice seeing with your inner eye. Visualize every cell in your body spark into luminosity as if you had ignited every cell with a lightning bolt flash, divine light. That's it. Good, good, good. Many of you are doing that. And now visualize the light in each cell radiating out beyond the confines of your body. Oh, wonderful. See, you can do it. You can see. That's how you see, really see, with your eyes closed. <laughs> Using your inner sight. Very good. Now we're going to chant three hues, that heavenly universal name, for the nameless and formless divine presence that finds its only, its only visible representation through your human form. You are the only way that God's invisible presence and love is made visible into time and space. That's the unique function of the human vehicle. So we're going to take a deep breath and chant Hugh three times. Deep breath. Hugh. 
Now park your attention right between your ears, right in the center of your head, and listen. See if you can listen and hear the inner sound. That's it. You see, the divine presence communicates to us through inner light and inner sound. And it takes perhaps a little bit of focusing initially, but you can hear that inner sound current, which then is translated into direct knowing. There's a direct knowing that comes with attunement to the inner sound current. That's also called the living word of God. And when you listen in the center of your head, it's almost like you're trying to listen at the same time through both of your ears. That's the intention. And no matter how noisy the outer environment is, once you hear that inner sound, you can hear it all the time. Now, it may be sporadic at first, as we're just connecting you to it right now. So be patient, because you may hear it in one ear and then the other, and then at a certain point you develop that inner attunement. And you always have direct contact with the Divine Presence. You don't have to go anywhere to have that. Isn't that marvelous? You see, you don't need to go anywhere to be in the direct presence of the Supreme Spirit. Marvelous. So, on March 4th and 5th, that was a sacred festival, a Shivaratri in India, the night of Shiva, when the power of the mind is at its lowest ebb, and it's very possible to slip beyond the mind into direct realization of the self, the divine self. On March 4th and 5th, the momentum to fuel and fund the new paradigm, the new earth golden age grid was ignited, was activated. And life has never been the same since. Everyone that I know is experiencing some change. Last week you heard the airing of the lightning changes that are occurring on the planet. And I'm wondering what changes have showed up for you? How have you been affected? You know, it's like two worlds are existing now. Two very different worldviews. One seems to be totally chaotic all these things happening on the planet. And the other is one of absolute pristine perfection, beauty, joy, and divine grace. Which one are you experiencing? Now, we have spoken that in order to shift into this higher grid energy, gratitude is the key. But it's gratitude for what you would see manifest before it manifests. For example, you don't pray for something. You enter into the gratitude of it already being fulfilled. That's the key. Because in spirit, it is already fulfilled. 
It's only in the sequential, the illusionary sequential flow of time that it seems to take time to appear. But that's shortening. That is becoming almost instant in its manifestation now. Very different energy that we are working with right now. The major block for most people is that they allow the egoic, separative mind, the lower manas, the thinking mind, the rational mind, the daily 3D, beta-level mind, to direct them rather than the soul. And they don't know how to get beyond the mind. It's the simplest thing in the world to get beyond the mind. It's so simple. You have to keep your attention on the inner sound and the inner light and utterly ignore the mind's chit-chat. You utterly ignore it. That lower mind is going to run its commentary constantly. That's what it's designed to do. It's designed to make sense of the third dimension. And it has nothing to do with you. You are beyond the mind. You are the presence divine. You are the God self having a human experience. I'm going to give you a little technique. I shared this before. We're going to do a variation tonight. And this technique, if you aren't able to focus on the inner light and the inner sound, some of you are quite practiced at it, and some of you are not. So here's another approach. Breathe in light. Breathe out love. Breathe in light. Breathe out love. Breathe in light. Breathe out love. Now, when you're focused on the breath, it's impossible for the mind to distract you. When you're focused on the breath, the mind and its chatter is quieted and you're centered beyond the mind. Many of you have a mantra. That's the purpose of the mantra. It is to give that mind something to do. It focuses on the mantra, and you, as the Divine Presence, can transcend above the mind. Let's use the example of an airplane. There is a level at which you go through the bank of clouds or the storm, whatever is prevailing in the lower atmosphere. You go above it and beyond it. Any of you who have been on a flight understand what I'm talking about. You look down on the clouds, don't you? Because at a certain point, you go above the clouds or the storm, whatever, and you're in the bright blue luminosity. It's bright and it's blue above the storm clouds. And likewise, the divine mind that is the higher mind or the soul or the consciousness or the booty is above the cloud bank of the thinking mind or the egoic mind, the mind that, the aspect of the mind that's constantly running critiques and commentary about everything. You go above that. So you use the mantra, or you focus on your breath, or you attune to the inner sound and the inner ear, and you look for the light inside, behind your forehead, inside your head. Now, 
when you are really focused in there, your whole body becomes light. And as you keep focusing in and going in and out of those levels, you begin to transfigure and transform the entire chemistry of your body. The whole of the brain becomes transformed and unified. And the resulting attunement that you have becomes one of pristine clarity and direct knowing. You don't even have to tune in after a while. You simply are always present and have direct knowing. That's what we're looking for, direct knowing, direct pristine clarity of that which is. That's called straight knowledge in the Agni Yoga teachings. And so you learn to transcend everything that has positioned itself between you and your divine oneness with source. There is no difference. You, as a divine spirit, are indistinguishable from God. Everything you see is your own self. Every voice you hear is your own voice. Every person you seem to see outside is an embodiment of your own divine presence. There is only one divine spirit that has become all that is. And you are that. Now when we say breathe in light, that is the spirit divine. God is light. God is love. God is life. You can breathe in life and breathe out love. In fact, I suggest you do that every day. That you take a deep breath of life itself. Fill yourself with life and vitality. You see, there is no such thing as death. That is the central dream from which all illusion springs. Nothing endowed with divine life ever ceases to exist. It's impossible. There is no opposite to life. We are moving now into the golden age. Everything has changed. Nothing is the way it was before. And so we live in a state of gratitude for already having that which we would have present in our lives. It is so instantaneous. The place has been prepared for you before you even realized you needed a place. The prayer has been answered before you even thought to give voice to a prayer. It's like that now. And if it isn't, why don't you sit down and have a really good God talk and say, look, I'm having a little difficulty with this new paradigm energy. Divine Spirit, would you illumine my mind? and look through my eyes and shift my perception because above all else I want to see. I want to see things differently. And of myself I can do nothing. It is only by the power of the indwelling spirit that anything is done. So on a human level, we are designed to be completely codependent on the divine presence to fulfill and bridge our personal human inadequacies through to perfection. 
That's why, you know, when you're operating out of your own ego, your own self-generation, your own biophysical energies, there's always a point when you burn out. There's always a point when you fall short. It's supposed to be that way. And another thing that's very important to remember is that nothing on this third-dimensional material world and universe can ever be perfect, ever. When the Muslims make these beautiful, beautiful mosaic designs, the very pieces that they put into the mosaic are always made imperfect because they know that only the divine spirit is perfect. And if we ever could consummate anything here in this realm of illusion perfectly, we would cease to go any further. You know, everything of the illusion is temporal. It is in the noose of time. It is time-bound, time-limited. But what is perfect is who and what you are forever. You are perfect as a divine incarnation. And your loving is what makes your action in time-space perfect. Your loving. That's it. That's it. And so what life cycle and season are you in right now? What's going on with your life? You know, life is the best teacher and nature is the best preacher. So a cycle mimics conception, gestation, birth, rest, and recovery. So when you're in a cycle, whether it's a creative cycle as a creative artist, or in any particular cycle, and life is entirely cyclic, whether it's at a cosmic, macrocosmic level, or a microcosmic level, it's always cyclic. There's a season. There's a cycle. Now, a season mimics the four seasons of nature. Spring, summer, fall, winter. Our lives have that same cycle. And throughout creation, from the divine avatar to an ant, everything operates in cycles and obeys seasons. So there's a time and a season for everything under the sun, for everything in our lives. And all of nature operates in harmony and acceptance with its seasons and its cycles, except man, (laughs) except human beings. Why is that? Humans alone have conscious self-awareness and choice. And the lower mind governs most people. That's the thinking, evaluating, critiquing, judging, running commentary part of the mind. And until the mind is governed by the soul, which could also be called the divine intellect, the buddhi, or the divine self, until it is operating in harmony with that higher aspect of ourself, It is much like a cage of ferrets (laughs) on steroids or monkeys. So it's the cultivating of present moment, here and now-ness, present moment mindfulness that is the challenge before each and every person. Because when you're in that lower mind, you're never present. You're dragging the past behind you. You're projecting it on the future, and you're not present here and now. It's a real challenge because this 
time. Many people are bound to constant, constant, I think it's an aspect of fear, to have constant contact through these cell phones or smartphones and texting. It's almost as if people are so intimidated by the thought of a still, silent place to be with themselves that they're constantly seeking to be connected in some outer way to some outer person. I think it's a reaction to the intense awakening that's happening now on the planet. The infusion of light now is so intense, the human resonance on the the planet has, has spiked to such unheard of heights just in the last few weeks that it's showing up scientifically in all the data. It's amazing. Everything can now be observed that's happening in the cosmos as all of the planets are changing. Not just the Earth, the whole solar system and beyond the whole universe is in the process of moving from a lower vibrational manifestation to a higher octave. Everything is spiraling up. We will have indeed a new heaven and a new earth. We, we have it already. We're just beginning to become aware of it. Now, some things pretty marvelous have happened. We said again on March uh, 4th and 5th, Everything changed for humanity as all new age, all positive, every positive momentum that would enhance the well-being of everyone was then funded, funded energetically to assure its, its manifestation. Before, it was like we were constantly bucking the headwinds. Everything was difficult in the old paradigm. We had to push and effort and try to force things to happen. Now it's as if we have a tailwind and we're being pushed from behind in advancing. And for some people, that's scary because you feel out of control. Well, you've never really been in control, ever. (laughs) That's a big illusion. We have about as much control as a goat tied to a tree. You know, you can graze on one side or the other or walk around the tree Graze in the back or graze in the front. But that's about it. The metaphor is that we have a certain arena of parallel probable realities that we can access in any given incarnation. Why? Well, it keeps us focused in our major lesson, the major thing that we're here to fulfill. Whether it's a mission or karma or unfinished business of some sort that we, we have unfulfilled desires or longings or wants to experience, And that's about it. But these things are all decided before you're even born. Is it possible to miss your your destiny? I personally do not believe it is. Because something in your life is going to let you know when you're on the wrong path. Number one, you're going to be miserable. And if you get miserable enough, you're going to try to do something about it. You're going to try to find out, why am I so miserable? Why do I keep failing? You know, that sort of thing. And then you begin to seek for answers. And that's the way it's meant to be. Our lives are designed to be manifestations of divine creativity. And the fulfillment of participating in conscious ongoing creativity. And we're trained here on the earth to master the wielding of intention, which is a very God force within you. Your intention. And your intention always manifests, whether it's subconscious or conscious. Based on what you have in your life, you will see your intention. Now, masters master their intention. It's called sankalpa, divine resolve. And that which they set in motion always manifests and produces perfectly. Why? Because they're in perfect alignment with that divine force, which is intention. So mastering your intention bringing 
your subconscious intention into conscious awareness requires some, some well, requires quite a bit of self-inquiry. You need quiet. You need to go away periodically on retreats to be with yourself in the silence and explore who you are. What are you all about? What's your incarnation all about? What do you want your life to be all about? It's your life. It's your story. In highest truth, there is not else in all of existence but the one self that you are an individuated manifestation of. But when you move beyond the personal into the transpersonal, into your own God identity with a capital I, you don't lose your identity. You just keep expanding it. When you get there, you will awaken in the heart of all beings. Like an avatar, you will experience yourself living in the heart of all beings, breathing through each being, each life form. That's called God consciousness. And it's inevitable. Every one of us will arrive at that state. Now, back to March 4th and 5th. Shiva Ratri. Maha Shiva Ratri. The festival of Lord Shiva. Who represents the awakened self, by the way. In the ashram of Swami Premananda in Tamil Nadu, India, there was a tremendous powerful atmosphere that night, those nights. And three lingams, those oval egg-shaped objects that represent the primal form from which all things come forth and into which all things merge. It's called a lingam or Shiva lingam. Three of these lingams supernaturally appeared and manifested in the temple in Premananda's ashram. And that was on March the 4th, during the evening. And then seven more appeared in the early hours of March 5th, later the same day. Isn't that marvelous? And that's just one of many, many things. Now, in the early evening on March 9th, there was someone driving on the freeway in Los Angeles, and they observed and took photographs of a beautiful spaceship that was hovering at low altitude. And the observer was amazed at how Nearby planes and a helicopter seemed to pass below it without even noticing it. And the source of that information was MUFON. MUFON.com. The four spaceships that announced the presence of the Christ, the world teacher, also called Lord Maitreya, has been photographed all over the world. They appear like multicolored orbs that coruscate, and as they do, coruscate means they keep turning and revolving and changing colors and formations. They're called the star, or the, there's actually four. And they're announcing the presence that the world teacher is in our world physically. And along with the world teachers, some 15 or so, I think more now, of the masters of wisdom have emerged and have taken up residence in the major cities on the planet. Why the major cities? Because each city is a center or a center of consciousness or a chakra. And so they will live close to a major chakra center on the planet. And there's are marvelous things happening. Marvelous. I personally have had about seven or eight experiences with the world teacher, 
or the, the, the Christ, as he's also called, or Maitreya Buddha, as he's most accurately described and named. And I've had about six, seven, maybe a little less, experiences in the direct presence of the Master Jesus, who happens to be living outside of Rome. So these are real things. These are not uh, imaginary, speculative, will happen one day. No, they're happening now and have been happening regularly since 1975, 75, 77. 77, 1977 is when the world teacher took up residence in the Pakistani section of East London where I was summoned into the direct presence when I was in London. And the Master Jesus is said to have taken up residency outside of Rome in 1980. Now, these sound fantastic to a lot of people that aren't aware of this information. I have made it my business since 1970, 69, 70, to inquire into these things. I've spent my my whole life involved in the emergence of the masters onto the physical planet and the emergence of the Christ. So for me, they are thrilling because I'm witnessing the, the entire world flooding with miracles and more and more people activating and awakening. Activating, awakening, stirring. In fact, it's starting now... Like I mentioned in a, in a previous um, seminar, it's like popcorn, you know, pop, 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 where people are awakening. And with the awakening is coming the healing. Now, many of you have had something like a flu-like symptoms, terrible body aches, oh my heavens, as the body adjusts to these really powerful energies. And it will tend to affect the area where you're weakest. There's been like a congestion that's coming up in people's lungs. It's hard to shake because it's all those unshed tears. It's all of that stuffed emotion that you haven't allowed to set free. It's all of that that must come up. It must be cleared to make way for the Christ that is you as the awakened soul. Every one of you is the only and uniquely begotten of the Father. Uniquely begotten because God begat only love. And so the world you see with your outer physical eyes is not God's world. It's the ego's projection attempting to make a liar out of God. How? Well, God created you to be happy. Are you happy in this world? Show me one person who's happy in this world, really happy. You won't find a single one as long as they identify with their body, their personal self, and the world as if it were real. Now, one other thing. You cannot but be at the right place at the right time with the right person or people. There are no exceptions to this except in the ego's judgment. That's a quote from The Course in Miracles. Another quote, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens was lovingly prepared for you, for your highest joy and fulfillment. I paraphrase that a little bit, but that, that, that is the real meaning. What could you not accept? You know, we feel like we're in an alien world and we're under some vengeful, angry God who's going to judge us, punish us, whatever, whatever. That's all malarkey. Not a bit of that is true. That was made up by some unawakened beings who wanted to control you, manipulate you. They had an agenda. 
This world is not the will of God. Therefore, it is not real. That's a quote from The Course in Miracles. God's will for you is only perfect joy and peace. That's a quote from The Course in Miracles. Why do I talk about The Course in Miracles? Because your mind needs to be retrained how to think and how to, to, to see. And Jesus realized that and gave us The Course in Miracles in the 1970s. I think the first I had the first uh, three copies of the book, which is now in one copy. It was given to me by Dr. David Hawkins, and I was put on the Course in Miracles study at that time. That's about 1978. And that is designed within a year to allow you to be willing to have the Divine Spirit change the way you see and, and show you how to see truly through your divine insight. It teaches you within a year how to let go and let God. And so the, the whole mind needs to be retrained, and we actually can't do it ourselves. We can do a little bit. We can sit and meditate and quiet our mind for a little while. But then you get up from the meditation pad and you go back to the same nonsense. Nothing has really been shifted. Because of yourself, you can do nothing. You can do only that which the Divine Spirit does through you with your willingness and your permission. You have to give willingness and permission for that transformation to occur. You've got to give God some will, uh, wiggle room. So anyway, the seasons and cycles, we are the only creation that has a problem with the natural seasons and cycles of our lives. And when we're in that lower state of consciousness, we're constantly discontented. We're constantly rejecting and resisting the present moment nowness of things. Forgetting that everything in your life is meant to be there. Why? Because actually you wanted it to be there. That's why it's there. Some level of you has created, allowed, requested, promoted, and been okay with everything that's present in your life. And the only one that can change that is you. And to change that, you have to begin to think new thoughts and look at things differently. To do that, you need some training. You need to study. You need to get with a teacher who is more advanced than you are to show you at least the next step. And maybe you'll go through a series of teachers and never follow anyone that, that wants you to follow them. A real teacher will always point you back to yourself. Never get involved with anyone who stifles your freedom of choice. That's the cult. Never allow anyone, I don't care who they are, to tell you what you must do. A real master will never do that. They will draw your own awareness forward and assist you in seeing yourself more clearly. They're like a mirror. What you see in your master is actually your own self. The master is just a mirror reflecting you back to you. That's all. That you always see through your own valence, your own karmic coloration, let's say. So what season or cycle are you in? You know, after every intense encounter of creativity, manifestation, you have to lay fallow and rest. There's a natural rest cycle that has to be honored. 
And so many people, they get into that cycle and they think they're failing, they're wasting time, they've lost it, they're no longer connected, all of that stuff. Instead of enjoying a cycle of rest. It's so important to honor your life cycle, which again mimics conception, gestation, birth, rest, recuperation. All creative artists know that. You've got to have downtime after you have produced something creatively. You also need to have downtime when you've had a major shift in your life. Whatever that may be. Don't demand yourself to be operating on super rev RPMs all the time. You'll burn out your motor. You have to drive that machine or that car at varying speeds or you'll burn it out. Same with your physical body. You can't be producing, 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 producing all the time. You've got to have cycles where you just chill out and rest and allow yourself to be. You have to honor that. You have to make that okay. And not allow people and time and events to push you. You are the master of time. You have the ability to stretch time or to collapse time. How? You just will it. You just see it accordion pleat and collapse in your mind and speak it exactly how you would have it be. You have control to do that. What about space? You have the ability to expand space. You do. You have the ability to take control over time and space. You are to be the master of your life. You are to live according to your own authority. The self within you is indistinguishable from the Supreme Creator. You are an incarnation of the Supreme Creator. Forget everything else, but never forget that you are divine and perfect. And nothing that you have passed through in time and space has ever affected or touched you any more than your shadow is affected by the terrain upon which it falls. Your life here, this hologram, this thought form that you have projected into time-space is not affected by the dream time in which you have walked. And this, beloved, is, is dream time. You've never done any of the things that you thought. Do you blame yourself for the things you've done in your dreams? Of course not. And so why blame yourself for your past and the things that you've done in a fitful sleep and a nightmare? This world that you see is a nightmare. No one in their right mind comes to this planet except to teach others how to live how to leave. No one in their right mind comes to this planet except to teach others how to leave. That's a quote from Gary Renard, the author of that wonderful book, Disappearance of the Universe. If you haven't read it, you might want to. It's a a good preliminary book to read before you study The Course in Miracles, according to many people. So what season and cycle are you in in your life? Are you at peace with it? You know, the first law of spirit is acceptance. You accept what is because it's something that's in your life for a purpose. To teach you something, to show you something, so that you can have a particular experience so you can fulfill a desire? Do you know that you will place yourself, you as a soul, will place yourself in every single condition, 
imaginable until you can be in perfect peace in all of them. That's what change is all about. That's what the new paradigm is all about. It's living in your own portable paradise wherever you are, creating your own atmosphere, your own world. doesn't matter what anybody is doing around you. That has nothing to do with you. They're working out their own lessons. Or, as I said before, it is you. <laughs> At the highest level, it is you. But I'm just saying, you take control for your life, your happiness, your well-being, and do what you need to do to fulfill your own divine purpose. Do what you need to do to make your life as happy, as peaceful, as joyful, and as fulfilling as you like. It's up to you. No one else. No one else is in control of your life but you. So when you're not in sync with your cycle, with your season, you're unhappy. You know, you're, you're discontented. And you're not present. So to be present, take a deep breath. Relax. Release. And then breathe in light. Breathe out love. Or breathe in God. Breathe out love. Or breathe in life. Breathe out love. That will quiet and center the mind. And then begin observing yourself. Get to know yourself. There is no thing else to be known but the self with a capital S. In knowing that, you will know God. In knowing the self, you will know everything. And that knowledge then ripens into wisdom. That wisdom then manifests as great clarity and direct knowing. But until you have made it yourself, until you have experienced it yourself, is what I'm trying to say here, until you have direct experience of what I'm talking about, it will not have any meaning for you. You can't get this second hand. You have to have the direct experience, and you're not going to have it if you don't create the circumstance for your having that. Self-inquiry, vicharana, very important. And the other thing you're seeing with the tremendous insurging energy is the fact that you actually are being empowered in the areas where you have your predominant focus. Your predominant state of consciousness is what is now being activated. So if you tend to be a negative person, you'll become more negative. If you tend to be a positive person, you'll become more positive. Whatever is present will be heightened and activated, which is why you see some people getting, you know, really, really um, negative and, and acting and behaving crazily. It's because that's what's there. So the divine energy simply increases what is predominant in your consciousness. That's it. It just increases and intensifies what's there. So I send blessings on behalf of the entire fleets of the Ashtar Galactic Command and all of the divine lineages which I represent, the divine avatar lineage, the mystical traveler lineage, the Mahanta, all of the great, great lineages of spirit that have funded and sponsored your emanation into this world. You're all connected. Each one of you can trace 
your divine origin back to one of the seven rishis, one of the sapta rishis, which would be your sponsoring emanation point. You are all equally divine, equally holy, equally pure, equally innocent, equally God. And as Prema Sai Baba attains his, oh, what should we say, as he moves forward in his mission and ministry, he will teach you that you, yourself, are God. And Prema Sai is a little boy, about seven years old now, and he's on this planet, and we're all here. And soon you will be able to go into these ashrams and study directly with the masters. Or perhaps you are a master. And people will be coming to your physical location and studying with you. But at any rate, we're all somewhere in that divine stage of awakening to our immortal divine self. That is the truth of each one of us. And we're awakening into the golden age, into the new earth, into the age of truth and love, where everything is transformed and there will only be love and peace throughout the earth. A new atmosphere, everything changed. And we are in that time now. 2019 is probably the last year you're going to see severe earth changes. If you do, it is possible that you will be entirely into the new earth paradigm and you will not notice them at all. So you don't have to watch the news. It's not pertaining to you. Step away from what others are speculating and walk in your own reality, your own truth. Create your own own world because you are already so look around and get to know yourself and get to be more conscious and proactive in what you import into your experience and so I guess that does it for us tonight let's go out chanting three on I hues deep breath Anai be in bliss wherever you are, begin to realize and experience the whole of creation as your living room and everyone on the planet as your family. I promise you, you will be living in the golden age right now. So raise your hands if you will. And from your palm chakras, send out beams of light and love to touch to every living life form on this planet and beyond with your blessing, your loving, and your grace. And may every place and everyone you touch be awakened more fully to the divine love that they are each an embodiment of. And as you see it in another, you will fortify it in yourself. Blessings and grace. I'm Commander Lady Athena of the Ashtar Galactic Command. Blessing you. Namaste. Namaste.